not happy with myself. I recognize right. who is that who is that talking. Yeah, it's such a it's such a nuanced process that you're describing because there is the distinction between happiness when conditioned mind is not there comparing. There's the experience of being happy because there's no comparison to this state versus that state. And a conversation about whether you're happy or unhappy or more happy or less happy or more unhappy or less unhappy. And then there is that place of being aware that I'm in the conditioned process, which is causing that within quotes, the state of unhappiness, and then being able to switch out of that. Because there is the ability and awareness to register differences without that comparative that we're talking about is the conditioned process. And that is the absence of suffering. So it assists you to redirect the attention. Exactly. Yes, yes. And uh, it, it feels like, you know, recognizing that this is my best self right here and now. This is the best. And, um, and that's okay. And just sort of reveling in the superlative. It's like, I don't, conditioning hasn't let me play with that one <laughs> in a long time. And uh, to be able to embody the best without the pride or the hubris and uh, just be here in this moment, which is the best moment. Uh-huh, yes. That, to revel, revel in the superlatives, right? That's really the, 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 the play. Because in conditioned mind, you, 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 we are so conditioned to believe that we cannot say we're the best, right? There's something wrong with me if I say I'm the best. I'm, I have too much pride or I'm arrogant or there's hubris. But that acknowledgement of simply that life is life and that there's, in that place there is no concept of the superlative or arrogance or pride. It's just simply a reflection of what is. Yes, yes. I am present in this moment and this is all there is, so it's got to be the best. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. Thanks, Yamita. Thank you, Ashwini. Go happy. Thanks for joining us, Ramita. I love that piece, Ashwini, that, you know, in the same way that every piece of meat in the shop is the best, how it is right now, how I, quote, I am, is the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. In this moment, that is the best. Yeah, it is. In this moment, everything is the best. The moment is the best. How I am is the yeah. best. Everything is the best. Yes. And, and that it's so important to recognize that the identification is not with the ego, where in that sense it's arrogance or very egocentric or always, more, or more often than not, I'm the worst, right? Whether, whether yeah, exactly. But that identification yeah. with life allows us to really be truly aware of the truth of those statements. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's so much about it. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's take our next caller. Next caller, you're now live on there, and would you please introduce yourself? Good morning. This is Diane from Colorado. Hey, Diane. Hey. Um, this has been interesting this morning because the more I looked at comparison, you know, I've been... <laughs> prior to this weekly assignment, thinking and noticing how the, the quote, comparison is the thief of joy, how true, how true that is. 
But ev- and, and then seeing in a new way how everything is a comparison. Even saying this is the best, well, that's a comparison too. So then I started to get confused during this morning's call. Because the best compared to what, right? Uh-huh. I mean, that's a, well, that's a superlative is a comparison too. Yes, and then we can we get caught in the semantics because we go into conditioned mind attempting to say, how can you say best if you're not comparing? And I think we just touched on this a little bit in that call with, uh, in, the, in the previous conversation about how awareness is absolutely aware of differences. And if I may, Diane, you... you until until this morning, there was the ability to notice or go to your experience of how comparison was the thief of joy, and then to leave that experience to go to, wait, wait a second, but if you say the best, isn't that also comparison? We've just left the experience that is informing me of the experience that the teaching is pointing to in order to go up into conditioned mind in order to determine how you can say best without a comparative process. And there it is. The joy is robbed. Yes, and maybe, <clears throat> maybe when I go to, you know, everything's the best, that's when I start to get confused. If I just stay with noticing how comparison is the thief of joy, that's where I can do the practice and... Yes. things that are helpful. Yes. yes. So we know that ego is the world of opposites. It's dualistic. So in order for there to be a best, there needs to be a worst. But that's only in the realm of conditioned mind that one is relative to the other. But I think the point that you're making is an important one, which is instead of going to conditioned mind to determine how everything can be the best, I could just stay with this moment. This moment is the moment, right? We don't have to go to go go to conditioned mind to determine as opposed to what. This moment is. That's right. Period. Exactly. Yes. This moment is. This moment and is. And for me, it's helpful not to put that label of the best on it, but this moment is. See, this is what is right here in this moment. Um, kind of, that's it. Yeah. To reference the experience, not the label. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Then okay. Stay with that experience. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, Diane. Thanks for joining us, Diane. And you know, for me, Ashwini, always a huge thing that's so helpful is the assignment itself and then everything that happens for me around the assignment. I get to see so much in that, too. Yeah, I think what you're pointing at, right, Jen, is the assignment is the assignment, and then we watch our experience of everything that happens to us as a consequence of the assignment, right? When when comparison arises, what is what I'm told I whatever it is I'm told about it, all my experience of it is also part of the workshop. And that's what the recording is. Yes, exactly. And that it always, invariably, the pro, whatever um, 
process we're working on, like this we were, we're looking at comparison, that it sneaks in and hides in plain sight. So, oh gosh, you know, last week I was really getting the assignment, and this week I'm not. I'm not really getting the right. So it, there's that. It's everywhere. That process of comparison, as people have been pointing at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. All right. Let's go to our next caller. Oops, hang on. Jumping. Hi. Next this caller, is- you're now live. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry about that. Hi, this is Sandy in Berkeley. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Ashwini. Hi, Jen. Um, yeah, I was just having the experience um, of thinking like this is the best assignment. Like this is um, this is the one. Um, uh-huh. And uh, I guess they're all the best in their way. Um, <laughs> well, then you're having Bunzan's experience. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's, it's reminding me of um, when I was at the monastery a couple of years ago, and um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but um, there was this exercise where people were suggesting um, things the mentor might say. I, I don't quite know how to put it, but um, and one of the things that somebody wrote on a sticky was like, um, you are the best. You are my very best. And it just has stuck with me as um, as the sense of, um, like, as an example, like, I've started this new job a couple weeks ago, and there's kind of constant, uh, this constant monitoring, this self-hate process of, like, the ideal person and the ideal worker and who is kind of can do this paradoxical thing of like not um, both like being direct and making an impact but then not hurting anyone's feelings and not um, not making anyone feel bad and like just just this kind of this standard that can't be met and so um, I can see how the one who hears those voices gets anxious and then, and is like, oh no, like I really have to work hard to try to meet the standard and like control everything I say and everything everyone else feels. And then, um, and then it's like, (laughs) then there's this other layer of like, well, but you can't be anxious because if you're anxious, then you won't do it right. So it's like, anxious to do it right, but then anxious to not be anxious, and it's very, um, yeah, it's just a lot. I don't know, but it's... Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It is completely a lot. Well, and so, Sandy, I think several things, right? We can see how the process of suffering is created and maintained through the process of comparison. So there's a standard that is nebulously defined against which you have to perform and it's the ideal worker who has the contradictory, what seems appears to be a contradictory uh, remit of I, I have to do everything, have an impact, be direct, not affect everybody else's feelings. But then there's a constant projection of yes, you're hurting their feelings, no, you're not doing it right. And anxious ideal you're failing and can't you know compared to the good good person 
ideal you're failing, the good worker ideal you're failing, and it's constantly just indulging the con- in the conversation, making up an entirety of standards that are not true. No one said you, these are the things that you've got to do. It's all in the conversation. And there's absolute suffering as a consequence of being in that conversation. And there's, as you said, so many layers. It puts you in an impossible situation because whoever's listening to it actually believes it's possible to, to meet those standards or do the things that they're being told to do. Or even if, it, if, if nothing else, just be caught in the conversation is an awful experience. Yes. Yes. So I think that the sticky about you are the best, right? Because it points us directly to everything we've been pointing to this morning, which is in this moment, there's nothing other than the moment, other than this note of intelligence, the spark of life alive in absolute purity, and it is the best. Everything else is layered on top of it and can be completely ignored. Did you say it can be completely ignored? Yes, I did. Completely ignored. Yes. So we just redirect the attention to the best, and the attention moves to that expression of life that is beyond comparison, that is superlatively the best in every moment. And so then that's our way of not, of ignoring conditioned mind, right? I redirect the attention to what is true and what is here and what is my direct experience of existence. And everything else is everything else. Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm with you. Yeah, because we are so conditioned. I mean, there's such a level of sincerity in the person who wants to make an impact, who wants to be the person who takes care of everyone else and who is uh, clear and all of those things, there's a desire for that. But the assumption is that that's not what you are, whereas you are the best is, is leading directly not to an assumption, but the truth of that, not to a doubting of it. So if you come from that place, then conscious awareness will always be careful. Conscious awareness is kind, okay. loving, and compassionate. Sorry, Dan, did, I, did you lose me? You're breaking up a little bit for us. Uh, there was a tiny bit earlier in the conversation that's starting to be a little bit more now. But we, okay. did you get the gist of that, Cindy? Yeah, yeah, I did. Shall we wrap up there? Uh, no, no, go ahead, Sandy. I, I can hear you very clearly. So if, if you cannot hear me, let me know again. Okay. Yeah, sounds good now. Um, yeah, I mean, what came to mind as you were talking is that I'm sitting facing a window and there are these trees that are starting to turn, you know, yellow and red with the season. And um, it, it just, you know, whether the trees are in spring, like green and getting all their leaves, or if they're in this season or they're in winter when they'll have no leaves, like, they're, they're always the best. I don't know, like, even as I start this new job, like if I don't know how everything works right away or I put something in a way that's inadvertently, you know, rubs someone the wrong way or something, like it's, um, I don't yeah. know, like it's, yeah, there's no mistake. Yeah. 
Yes, here's the thing, Sandy, I think that you're pointing to. When you look at those trees, you get how you get how perfect that they perfect they are. But if their perfection is not based on whether they're yellow or orange or bare leaved or green leaved. Unconditionally their perfection is what you see. That is exactly what we're talking about in this story. The perfection of life expresses Sandy is 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 per- perfect unconditionally. It doesn't depend upon whether or not she does well in her job or not, right? But that is, that dualistic world, that world of opposites, perfection is based on, value is based on some condition or criteria being met. That's yeah. what confuses us, right? That if you did your job perfectly well, that's the only way you're perfect. And when we separate those two, we can see the inherent perfection that has nothing to do with the job. Yes. Yes. It's like unconditional is the word because it's like otherwise conditioning would just say the tree is perfect on May 15th and every other day it's not yet perfect or decaying and it's just not That's right. When it's bare, it's got no perfection because it has to be in full bloom in order for it to be perfect. That's the, that's the world of conditioned mind. And what we're pointing to in the, in, the, in the story, the Zen story is, the world is perfect as it is. Can, you, can we see the perfection and live in that perfection? And then everything else is just also what it is. The job is what it is. The uh, mistake within quotes is what it is. It's not a mistake. It's just what it is. The perfect mistake. Yeah, that's the learning to love learning thing. Yeah. Yeah, the best mistake, if you can say it right, right? Because <laughs> if there yeah. isn't a comparison, there's nothing to compare that mistake to, that it's a better mistake or a worse mistake, or even that it's a mistake. And that's that perspective that is being pointed at. We can be with everything just as it is. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Sandy. Thanks for joining us, Sandy. And we have time for at least one more caller, Ashley. So let's see. Thanks, Adrian. What was that, Ashley? I said thank you. Oh, you're most welcome. <laughs> Next caller, you're now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Jen and Ashwini, this is Ann calling from the Bay Area. Hey, Ann. Hey, hey. Uh, well, I was really intrigued by um, something Sherry said on Friday, and, and I was looking at it in relation to this week's assignment, when she was talking about, um, you know, go, I don't know if you remember, going on the, your round-the-world trip, and you're driving to the airport, and you're, you're a t- you get a flat tire. Yes. Can uh-huh. you enjoy, you know, uh-huh. I, I, that just really, really struck me. And I was, um, I was recalling a time once when I was traveling for the monastery and came back um, with a, I was with another monk and we got to SFO and our luggage had not made it. And um, having just come back from like a week-long retreat and I just, I was kind of in that space of, huh, <laughs> you know, and just watched all the people around us get so upset and we had to go down to the luggage place and, and I just saw how all of that was so unnecessary because, okay, our luggage, I mean, they didn't lose our luggage, it just didn't make it, you know, to our, and 
I'm just because when 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 Sherry described that I, on Friday, I was like, oh, I don't see how that would be possible. And then I then that then that memory came up of, well, yeah, it is kind of it is possible to be just with this moment, um, but yes. from conditioned mind, it seems that's wrong. That's bad. That's you know. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That it's wrong. It's bad that your luggage didn't make it. But in the moment. The luggage isn't there. It, it reminds me of that story that we often tell about uh, monks who spent days making a beautiful painting, and then they finished it and said, oh, what a wonderful painting. And then these, these soldiers came over and uh, sort oh, of man. rode over it, and they said, oh, what a wonderful, what a wonderful painting, or wonderful non-painting, wow. right? Wow. To be with what is exactly it, rather than dragging, oh, I just spent so much time doing that painting with so much attention. But it's only this moment. And in this wow. moment, everything is the best. Is the best. Well, the well, yeah, painting is no different from a perfect painting. Just like I arrive and with oh, luggage wow. without luggage, the moment the perfect moment. Well, you just blew my mind again because I just went to, oh, my gosh, I don't think I could go there. Well, the thing was with the luggage, I was so aware of how, you know, we obviously had to go to a rep who was just being battered by all these people, you know, and it wasn't, I don't remember if it was a man or a woman, but it wasn't that person's fault, you know, and um, it's to watch all the unnecessary suffering, that's what I felt like I was given the chance to see. But, but when you just said that, Ashwini, when you described the painting, I, I go to the place of feeling like, oh, no, <laughs> no, I couldn't experience that. I would be devastated. I would go into my unnecessary suffering. That's what it feels like would happen. Well, and you don't know. Right. right. I don't because know. Because what you don't know. Because in right. this moment, it's, it's basically saying the kind of person that you are, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Well, I, you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know. Well, I was yeah. looking at it all weekend, and yesterday I went for a hike, and I only had a certain amount of time, and I got lost. And I was seeing, looking at all of this because I thought, okay, can I be in this moment? Can I be in this moment? I'm lost. I have to get somewhere. I have no idea where I am. <laughs> it was like, it, it was like, okay, take it from the theoretical into the actual, and it becomes, um, it becomes a challenge, you know, that, okay, can I be in this moment, this moment? Because, you know, sitting on your sofa, you can think of, oh, well, if I'm going on a world round trip, trip and um, I've been planning it forever and I get a flat tire, that's, oh, yeah, I can be equanimous or whatever the word is. And, um, but when you're actually in, when I'm actually in the experience, it becomes a challenge. Well, yes, it becomes real because what we have to, what we end up doing, right, Anne, is being with the moment as it is. The yes. abstraction is I have to, the, the moment will look this way. I have to be equanimous in the moment. And I'm not being equanimous in this moment because I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm lost. Yeah. That's the beauty of what we're talking about. When I'm in the moment, I'm in the moment having the experience I'm having, whether or not I'm entertaining a conversation about whether or not I should be having the experience I'm having. Yeah. That's well, the you only know, suffering. And that's yes. what pointing us to, which is the compassion that arises for the human being that might be caught in that situation. But yeah. the fact that there is compassion for the human being that's caught in that situation implies that there is the ability to be with the situation rather than just 
being persecuted by the voice in my head that says this is the situation you shouldn't be in. Right. Or, or the, the situation you shouldn't be having. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a, the, the way this situation is supposed to be going is, yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So That's I'm, where the comparison is, right? That's yes. where we see the suffering produced by comparison. Yes. Yes. Yes, so I'm just, I'm so looking forward to practicing with this all week because there's just, I mean, every week it just feels like there's so much there um, to practice with. We can have an assignment for a month. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, deep, deep gratitude. Thank you so much. Thanks, Anne. Thanks for joining us, Anne. Uh, That last piece made it even so much bigger. So, you know, so I get the flat tire or the, you know, painting gets walked over. And whatever I experience in that moment, because with that, is, is the best, is perfect. Yeah, you know, exactly so in other right. words, yes. maybe, I, maybe I experience what the voices, you know, say is equanimous, or maybe I don't. Maybe I don't meet that standard of equanimity. But that larger place is what we're talking about, where all of that, whatever is the experience of that, is part of that unconditional best that you've been talking about with callers all morning. Yes, which goes back to yesterday, uh, to last week's assignment of witnessing, right? Witnessing how things mm. is, yes. is, is seeing it. And that yes. is really what we're talking about. Because from that place, it's uh, it's neither good nor bad. It just simply is. Yeah. Yeah, boy, it really did. Every call you had this morning really opened up that how best in this story, in this assignment, in this reading, feels like it really is pointing at the unconditional. It's all, it's just, it's so relaxing and beautiful that way. So I'm with Anne. I'm excited to practice with it this week. So that brings us to the end of the show, Ashwini. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. All right. Go happy. Take care. Bye-bye.